When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, uh, my name is Arthur Sackwitz. I'm uh, executive editor with WWD. Welcome to WWD Voices. Uh, today we have a special guest, uh, Sim Galati, who's from uh, Bloom Labs. I believe you're the CEO and founder. Sim, welcome and for taking time today. Thank you so much, Arthur. It's, uh, it's great to be here. What, tell us a little bit about what you guys do and, and then what was maybe the impetus behind kind of creating this, uh, your company? Yeah, so at Bloom Labs, we are accelerating the transition towards a circular economy. Um, we, the fashion industry is built on a linear system, uh, which is a take-make-waste uh, economy. And so coming from the textile industry as a third-generation entrepreneur, I've seen firsthand the waste and the impact that the industry can have on the planet. And so wanted to create a system where we could take existing waste streams and turn it into fibers to create a closed loop circular model. And that's what we're doing. And we're taking proteins found in agricultural waste and turning them into um, natural alternative synthetics and um, natural fibers. Okay. So that's, uh, that's way above my uh, level of education. So what, what is the, when you say proteins, what do you, what do you mean exactly? So proteins are ubiquitous in nature, um, and humans are extremely comfortable with proteins. You know, our hair is made of proteins. Cashmere is a protein. Silk is a protein. Wool is a protein. And so, um, you know, feathers are all sorts of down feathers are proteins. And so what we do is we collect all the protein waste, textile waste, agriculture waste, biomass, and we convert that into fibers. Uh, we convert that first into pellets that can be then spun into fibers. And those pellets are a drop-in replacement to existing infrastructure. And so we essentially take a waste stream that produces 15 billion pounds a year, growing at 7% CAGR, and then being able to um, transform that into a usable material. So let's go back. Let's talk a little bit about the challenges facing the textile industry, you know, everybody wants to <clears throat> do the right thing. They're, they're working towards circularity, but what do they face? What are the hurdles that they face? Yeah, I think um, there's so many interesting challenges um, in the industry. You, you have brands who have made commitments. There's tailwinds from regulators uh, to make changes. Um, and you have in innovators trying to create materials, but with innovation, there's something called the valley of death. And that valley of death is scale. Can you scale, go from lab or prototype or you know small production run uh, or trial run to a large scale manufacturing? And that's the challenge that the industry is facing, which is the inability for novel fibers or sustainable fibers to scale economically. Um, and so the way I see it, it's a fundamentally a manufacturing problem because in order to supply the textile industry, 
you have or the fashion industry, you have to integrate with existing infrastructure. And so that's what I see as um, as a gap and the challenges that the industry faces is the lack of sustainable novel fibers that are using existing infrastructure. So, so it starts with the manufacturer, the fiber manufacturer. And when you say the, there's like a cost barrier, right, to, to process this, uh, to make these proteins, feathers, organic material into fiber, it, that technology costs money, right? So I'm hearing right or... That's right. Yeah, it, it's it, it costs money. It's IP. Um, it's R and D process. And um, but what we're doing is because we're using a waste stream, right. our cost of goods can be competitive with existing uh, incumbent fibers. And it's that cost competitiveness that will make it attractive to brands and mills. Um, to, to adopt the material, right? And in the value chain, so even though we work with brands, our customers are still the mills and we have to integrate with the mills and it has to be economically exciting for them to want to work with this material, not just sustainably exciting. And so that's, and that's, that's sort of what we're playing into is creating value throughout the chain. So, so even, um, you know, when we talk about values throughout the chain, even... I, th I think consumers, you know, the, the end user, they want to do the right thing. They want to buy the right products. I think they're on board. They just have to be educated. Is that like what does it take to to kind of make that a react, make the circularity a reality? Does it take everybody aligned and rowing in the same direction, getting the consumer education on board, making sure the policies are right? Like, what's the yeah the secret? Well, I think there? <laughs> yeah, it's um, I think it's a it's a whole combination, right? It's a sort of a cocktail of things that have to ha that have to happen. Um, what's exciting is that the consumer is the head of the industry, uh, is that, and they're pulling the industry towards uh, making commitments or sustainability and, and creating a change, whether it's through storytelling, through media, uh, through sort of actual um, materials that they're using, and transparency in the supply chain. So all these components are are being pulled by the consumer um, from the industry. Now, what the question is, what how do we accelerate that adoption from the consumer side, right? And um, I mean, we just take a snapshot over the last two years, right? Inflation is at an all-time high. Uh, markets are not expanding; they're contracting. Um, there's less savings in uh, folks' uh, bank account than there was a couple of years ago. And so, you know, asking consumers to pay a environmental premium is challenging. Um, it's an uphill battle. I mean, you'll have some folks do it, but generally it's an uphill battle, right? And so they may talk about, you know, consumers might talk about sustainability, but really when it comes down to it, it's it's hard to pull that, you know, pull the trigger on that because there's other more sort of hierarchical needs that are needed. Um, and so in my opinion, in order for sustainability, circularity to scale, it has to, it has to come with a green discount, not a green premium, right? Mm -hmm. and, and allowing for sustainability to also be the right economical decision. Um, and I think if we can make that happen, it'll exponentially accelerate our transition. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to sort of make it more accessible um, and competing against those really dirty fibers that are out there. And is that so? You know, um, you talked about a higher cost of premium for sustainability. <clears throat> what about if you flatten that cost? The cost, like if everybody took a piece of it from the consumer, 
to the retailer, to the brand, to the mill. You know, of course, it just flatten it out. Every gets a small piece. Is that doable or? I mean, it's doable. I think it's, it's challenging, but um, it's doable. Um, and um, yeah, it requires folks to really come jump on board and and see a a path towards volume, towards you know, there has to be a business case around it. And I think um, just you know, just I've I've I come from the mill side. My family had factories in India. Um, and so I've been on both sides of sort of the aisle here, and and I know that mills and fa and factories will cut corners when they can, um, and it, it's it's just an uphill battle. And in order to to just make it exciting for them, you know, what's in it for them, right? And I think and it has to be a win win. Um, right. I think having like you know a lose lose lose, and then everyone sort of kind of gives a little bit. Um, I think you can, you know, I think it's possible to get far, but I think the ceiling is much lower when compared to if we can make a win-win situation. Yeah, you talk, I mean, I think you're talking about scaling sustainability, right? That's really at the heart That's of That's right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the textile industry is enormous, right? It's an absolutely enormous industry with just as uh, outsized of an impact on the planet. And so, you know, as we accelerate and try to meet the, the, the SDG uh, commitment that the industry has made how is that going to happen um and you know, there's i think there's it's nice to have those commitments but practicality how are those how are, how are those changes implemented in the supply chain and in the ecosystem so let's just switch a little bit here and talk about the um the process and the performance of the fibers that does it hold up well uh, how does it you know what is it versatile um maybe touch on some of that yeah so you know we're we're using natural proteins uh, and we are processing it through traditional polyester production mechanisms. Uh, so melt extrusion and melt spinning. And so what's brilliant about what, what our tech team has developed is we've taken what we love about naturals, the softness, the breathability, and then are running it through the most efficient and scalable production mechanism that exists on the planet. Um, and we're able to essentially create 2.0 versions of fibers. So we can create a 2.0 version of silk. So we love silk, right? So it's a filament that has really fine denier, um, but however, it's not very durable. Um, it's a delicate fiber. And so, you know, we can give it some functionality. We can give it hydrophobicity if it's needed. We can give it antimicrobial or wrinkle-free, make it washable. We can do the same with cashmere. Cashmere, you know, we know it's a protein, it's a staple fiber. And so we can create a staple fiber that's hollow, just like cashmere, which has that, um, that softness, that thermal properties, um, that lightness that we love about it. But the challenge is with cashmere, it's a delicate fiber. It's, it, pill, it has quite a bit of pilling. And so you know, we, we improve that. We give it additional hydrophobicity or water repellency to make it a more durable material. So we can take existing materials and make them 2.0 better uh, by tapping into these waste streams. And um, um, so creating new markets for these materials. And you know, typically the, the, the markets have been limited due to its function. And so if you can increase the function, increase the tensile strength, increase, you know, have some elongation, the modulus, then now it doesn't just have to be a scarf. It could be 
Um, it could be an outerwear piece. It could, you know, it could wear an act, it'd be an active wear piece. Um, and so it becomes more versatile material, thereby relying less on synthetics, relying less on the traditional production mechanisms of these natural materials. And and what what about blends? Could could you blend uh, different proteins? Yeah, yeah exactly. We can a blend. So we it treats uh, we treat them all equally, and um, we can we can blend them to create various fibers. We can fine tune them. And so what we're doing is we're working with you know, brands all over the world to fine tune that the fiber to their specific use case and market. Um, so, and, and by, by being able to do that, uh, the brands have the ability to then a ask for, you know, have the exclusivity and tell that story right. of how they create the fiber. So not only to get the sustainability story, but they get, have the, the, um, the actual innovation that comes with it um, and can talk hard numbers behind it. So how do you see, what's the path to circularity? It's, it's not just one road. It, it seems like from him, you talk, it requires, you know, technology such as yours, you know, research and development requires making sure that the mills are on board, um, that everybody along the value chain is supportive and working together and partnering. Uh, is, is that the, is there anything else that's missing besides policy, I guess? Yeah, I think policy, um, investment in this space, um, having brands also accelerate the um, uh, the take up or the uptake of the fibers, yep. um, the adoption of the fibers, giving them a, um, you know, a run uh, and figuring out how a way to do it without, without adding unnecessary hurdles to the innovator. I think what we want to do is streamline the process. The more sort of, I mean, I understand that brands have um, commitments and timelines, but Oftentimes, going two years to market or three years to market is just not feasible for a startup. And so, how how you know how can um, the brand and the innovator collaborate to accelerate that path? Um, have funders help them do that? You know, create short term milestones to measure viability, to measure scalability, and create a path to uh, accelerate a path to commercialization. I think. You know, if, if we can kind of align on that, both investors and brands, and you've seen brands sort of have investment arms to help them do that. Um, and we're seeing a small subset of brands um, helping startups um, and investors, but given the size of this industry, I think it could be a lot more. Well, yeah. how would you, I guess, describe, you said you were like a third generation sort of entrepreneur, but how would you describe your company culture? Is it is it more like Google or is it more like you know, Facebook or, you know, Apple? I mean, like, how do you see your, your own culture, um, you know? Yeah, we have, a, we have a really fantastic team. Uh, you know, I, I like to say I stand on the shoulders of giants. The, <laughs> you know, our, our PhDs have, you know, 30, 40 years of experience, chemical engineers in fibers and plastics, um, coming from Celanese, coming from Cialdare, Saint-Coban. Um, and you know, from the USDA as well. Uh, but we also have folks who come from the mills in Lake Como uh, who worked at these luxury brands. And so we have a really interdisciplinary team of fiber experts, fashion designers, and I'm a manufacturer. So with the team, we see sort of a 360 view. Um, I would say the culture of a team is, you know, move fast and and learn along the way, right? We And it's... Um, it's it's a fast, I'm based in New York, so it's fast paced, 
Um, we are we push each other to to be better. You know, my job as a, a CEO, you know, I see as two things is one, um, or as three things. I would say hire the best people that I can find, make sure they have money, and make sure we're all rowing in the same direction. Um, you know, if you're in, I, I did some rowing at university, and so if you have one rower that's not in unison, it throws off it throws off the entire um, direction of the boat and trajectory, and so making sure that we're all aligned on the vision and, um, you know, we're a hard-nosed team, we're, we're a team of veterans um, that um, that knows what it takes uh, and knows what to do. And so, um, yeah, I think that's sort of, uh, um, that's sort of kind of how, we're, how we operate from a culture perspective, right? Sort of merit-based, we're looking at the data um, and being um, uncompromising about what we want to accomplish. Well, it was a pleasure. Thanks so much for taking time today. Um, I wish you luck. I hope you get uh, good investments of the, the investment community understands the importance of your work and uh, you keep growing. So thank you again for your time. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's been fantastic. We, we've closed capital from SOSV IndieBio uh, most recently. And um, you know they're sort of one of the funds that I mentioned that are doing just great things in terms of accelerating the adoption um, of sustainable materials within not just fashion, but many other industries. And so uh, we're seeing it grow. And I appreciate your time, author, and the opportunity to be here. Yeah. And thank you uh, for tuning in uh, to our listeners. I'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.